You're listening to the Russell Wayne Show, 62.97 FM, The Phoenix. Hey guys, this is the Russell Wayne Show. I'm your host, Russell Wayne. Today, we are going to be talking about everything. About how they found some Android malware. Arizona company has sued Apple over its use of the iCloud name, claiming the tech giant's use of it infringes on its trademark. iCloud Communications, a Phoenix-based voiceover IP provider, alleges that the name of Apple's recently announced online storage service copies its name and causes confusion over competing products. iCloud Communications claims that claims that Apple has a long stand has a well-known history of knowingly and willfully treading on the trademark rights of others nothing noting that Cupertino that, that the Cupertino California company has been sued by the Beatles over use of the Apple name by Cisco Systems over the iPhone name and by Terrytown over use of Might Mouse the lawsuit, which was filed Thursday in the U.S. Di- District Court of Arizona, seeks an injunction against Apple's use of the iCloud name, as well as an unspecified amount of monetary compensation. Apple representatives did not immediately respond to a request for comment. In late May, Apple filed the trademark rights to the iCloud name with the Trademark and Designs Registration Office of the European Union, listing various classifications, including one for electronic storage, of data, text images, audio, video, storage services for archiving electronic data, information and consultation in connection therewithin. Um, Apple reportedly spent 4.5 million to acquire the iCloud domain um, before last week's unveiling of the service, which is designed to make it simple to wirelessly share music emails, photos, calendars, and other data between handheld gadgets and desktop computers. Um, okay. I looked up how the Apple, Apple was so was bleh. Um, I went to the iCloud website. It's, it's actually pretty cool. The uh, emblem looks a little bit like the SoundCloud, so that could be a little bit confusing when it comes out, but um, that's going to be pretty good when it comes out for Mac users everywhere. Um, okay, now. Rumors of how the unlocked iPhone 4 is coming to hit the U.S. this week. App- the Apple rumor mill is still grinding away already this week with a report that an unlocked iPhone 4 will become an option for U.S. customers in the Apple stores on Wednesday. The rumor comes courtesy of Twitter user at ChronicWire, who apparently set up the account about a week ago and quickly started tweeting all kinds of purported iPhone leaks and rumors. The latest is that four specific models, 16GB black, 16GB white, um, 32GB black, and 32GB white, have already landed unlocked and retail-ready on U.S. stores. 
Um, it should also be noted that at Chronic Wire has been changing his or her story lately, initially reporting that Apple would be announcing a MacBook Air refresh for back to school on Wednesday. Nonetheless, the notion of an unlocked iPhone being sold in the Apple stores is an unprecedented. So they're coming out with unlocked iPhones, supposedly, um, but they're only going to be available for GSM carriers like AT&T and T-Mobile. Um, but the real benef the real people who are going to benefit from this are going to be international travelers because they can easily easily swap out their swap out their SIM card and unlock their and use their unlocked iPhone with local carriers in Europe and elsewhere. Um, so that's that's going to be pretty cool, especially because of the um way it's going to be set up. Um, that you can just buy it from the store instead of having to jailbreak it yourself. Um, okay, and all of this that I'm reading to you right now is from news.cnet.com. So, just wanting to let you know that. Um, okay, this is also from cnet.com. Chicago cable giant Comcast is teaming up with Skype to offer its subscribers video calling on their TVs in a move that could bring a for more affordable video conferencing to the home. At the eve of the cable show here Monday, the companies announced that Comcast will be offering the Skype service through TV to its broadband subscribers. The companies are still working out... Um the details for the service and they're expected to begin testing it in the next few months. Cable Show is an annual conference and trade show where the cable operators from around the country gather. It's sponsored by the National Cable and Telecommunications Association Industries Lobby Group. Um, what is known so far is that the Comcast customers will be able to make and receive Skype calls from their television. The service will be delivered via an adapter box that is connected to the customer's HDTV. Um, Comcast will also provide customers with a high-quality audio video camera, specially designed remote control that will allow customers to type messages via Skype's instant messaging service, as well as control their TVs. The service is expected to be integrated with Comcast high-speed broadband communications and entertainment services. Customers will be required to subscribe to the Xfinity broadband service, but it's unclear if customers will also be able be required to subscribe to the Comcast TV service as well. Subscribers will be able to receive Skype video and voice calls or send and receive IMs while watching TV. When someone calls, the system will display a caller ID message right on the TV. Subscribers will also be able to interact with the home video conferencing system through compatible mobile phone, mobile phone and tablet apps. So that'll be... Oh, they'll be able to make Skype calls through the Comcast Xfinity mobile app. Um, that's a good idea because um, if I got Xfinity, I could... And my computer, I have all I have is a desktop, and I need to call someone, but I'm watching the show. I can use this little side app thing, and that'll be pretty cool for... Xfinity, Comcast people. Um, okay. Let's see how much time we have left. Eight minutes. Okay, well, with the Comcast, let's see, other companies have also tried to tap this market. market. 
Cisco Systems introduced the Yumi telepresence products and service last year. The equipment costs $399 to $499, and customers are required to sign up for the Yumi service, which is $99 for the year and $99 for the year and $995 a month. Microsoft is also expected to add Skype's video chat service into its existing product. Last month, Microsoft offered to buy Skype for $8.5 billion. Skype service will eventually be integrated into the Xbox Connect video chat service. Um, for Comcast, the partnership is another way to bring company trying to differentiate itself from the comp competition. So, ooh, it also announced its plans to offer a home security service through its broadband network. Um, it's expected to start in the next few months. Um, it's pretty good that people will be able to have Skype. Next, this is from Wired.com Gadget Lab, hardware that rocks your world. Android malware found in Angry Birds add-on apps. Researchers spotted a number of malicious applications on the Android market. Google recently removed at least 10 applications from the Android market, all of which contain malicious code disguised as add-ons to one of the most popular apps of all time. Each of the removed, removed apps proposed as a cheat or an add-on to the Angry Birds, much to Angry Birds. Um, the number of the apps in question contained a spyware program called Plankton, which connects to a remote server and uploads information like the IMEI number, browser bookmarks, and browsing history. Market descriptions for these apps included the statement "brought to you free, sponsored, brought to you free, sponsored by Chup Cheek Platform." Lookout security spokesperson Alyssa DeVitoro told Wired.com. They include a link to the to an EULA that does not accurate that does not. Accurately describe the behavior observed to date. We do not see these as desirable behaviors. Classify it as spyware. Um, like for many app developers, the Android market offers a freedom not found in other application retail outlets. Like Apple's strict application review process, um, apps submitted to the Android market are published almost instantaneously. Many appreciate the freedom given to push programs out to the public at such speed. However, the Android's app submission process comes at a cost. Google's lack of vetting applications lead to market security vulnerabilities like, those, like these. Google's mostly relies on self-policing self communities uh, uh, on a self-policing community including researchers like Zhang, spot offending apps, which means malware can sit in the market for months before someone spots it. With a relatively open submission process like Android's, this obviously isn't Google's first run-in with malicious app removals. Google pulled nearly two dozen malware-infected applications in early March, but not before close to 200,000 downloads occurred. That's not doing too well for... Google, they've got some problems there. They need to fix those before someone gets their phone messed up. Um, okay, well, I've gone over 11 minutes. Um, so, we'll see you guys later this week. 
and have a good rest of the week. You're listening to 62.97 FM, home of the Russell Wayne Show.